Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while since I've been on the air, but I'd like to welcome you to my podcast on the founding of the Ku Klux Klan. My name is John Green, better known as the Whistleblower. So anyways, let's get on with it, and we'll see what kind of historical events that I can treat treat you to today. The founding of the Klan was a Confederate veterans founded the first branch of the Ku Klux Klan in Pulaski, Tennessee in 1865. Some of the base founders were John Crow, J. Calvin Jones, John B. Kennedy, Frank B. McLeod, Richard R. Reed, and John C. Lester. Originally this was to be a social club, but however by the summer of 1867 many local branches were established in the south. In a convention established, they became known as the Invisible Empire of the South. A Confederate general named Nathan Bedford Forrest was their first chosen leader, or better known as the Grand Wizard of the Klan. Okay, Mr. Forrest had as his followers the Grand Dragons, the Grand Titans, and the Grand Cyclops. 1865, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in the United States. However, in 13 colonies in the United States in the South, it was legal to have slavery in 1776. By 1870, the KK became well established in the Southern states, with the KK also fought against the Republican era of establishing political and economic equality for black Americans. There was a second phase of this of this. There was a second phase past the Civil War Reconstruction. Andrew Johnson, who became president after Abe Lincoln was shot and killed, Johnson relatively was very lenient against Reconstruction policies. Congress passed the Reconstruction Act over over the presidential veto. The South was divided into five military districts, and each one was required to approve the 14th Amendment. However, the 14th Amendment granted equal protection constitution to former enslaved people and gave universal male suffrage. However, violence in the South both became the hallmark between black and white voters and became and were subject to violence themselves and the policies of the radical reconstitution to restore white supremacy in the South. Other groups joined the KKK, and these were the Knights of the White Camellia, and started in 1867 in Louisiana and the White Brotherhood in 1867. From 1867, blacks began to indulge in public life in the South. Blacks were elected to state legislatures and Congress. 10% of the blacks elected to the government, 1867 to 1868, were the victims of violence and human rights. Hymern Rhodes Revels was the first black man to take the seat in Congress. The uh, Democrats were the party of the Southern white men. Democrat leaders blamed the KKK violence to the poor white southern folks. And if the Klan had done violence, law enforcement turned a blind eye to the situation. 10% of all blacks elected to the public life 
were victims of violence from 1867 to 1868. White Republicans were called carpetbaggers or scallywags. Schools and churches became symbols of the black autonomy and they were targets of the Ku Klux Klan attacks. By 1870, the Klan had branches in nearly every southern state. The symbol of the Ku Klux Klan was the white hood, white robes and hoods. And the whole idea of the Klan was to destroy the radical reconstruction that had been passed by the government. Also, there were many that tried to wanted white supremacy in the South. South Carolina, January 1871, 500 masked men attacked a Union City jail and lynched eight black prisoners. Ku Klux Klan and the end of Reconstruction was just about at this time. The KKK had as members a small number of farmers, laborers, lawyers, merchants, physicians, and ministers. Law enforcement either belonged to the Klan or they took no action against them if they committed a crime and witnesses would avoid testifying because they were afraid of being harassed or killed. Leading white citizens of the South would not dare to speak out against the KKK. The Republican government of the South turns to Congress. Strongest act passed was the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871. However, the KK Act, what it did was it designated certain crimes that were considered to be, they were considered now to be federal crimes, like depriving citizens of the right to hold office, to serve on juries, and enjoy equal protection of the law. Presidents under this act could suspend the writ of habeas corpus, arrest individuals without charge, and send in federal troops to suppress the Klan violence. Yulia Ulysses S. Grant in 1871 crushed the Klan in South Carolina and other areas of the South. Democrats were outraged and Republicans became alarmed. In 1870, white supremacy reasserted itself, and in 1876, Reconstruction winged and once again, the Democrats controlled the South. However, in 1876, the presidential election was nothing but a mess. The Democrats let in the popular vote, but there were 19 electoral votes from four states were in dispute. 1877, Congress settled the election, and this was the end of Reconstruction. Enfranchised African men and congressional reconstruction policies resulted in a biracial government across the South by early 1870s. 1873 economic downturn became a depression. Widespread unemployment, cotton prices dropped. Ulysses S. Grant's administration faced allegations of corruption. 1874, the Democrats controlled Congress. Racism was the purveying force in the U.S. at this time. The United States Supreme Court struck down protections afforded by the Reconstruction era, also conditions and amendments, and legal protections and legislation. Slaughterhouse Case, 1873, the Court in the 14th Amendment, only former enslaved people and only 
protected the rights granted by the federal government and not by the states. United States versus Cruikshank, Supreme Court overturned three white men in connection with a massacre where 100 blacks in Colfax, Louisiana were murdered. They consisted of violating Enforcement Act of the 14th Amendment and promised due process and equal protection and enforced citizens' rights by the state. The Klan and white supremacist groups were helping to disenfranchise black voters and reaffirm white control of the South. 1915, the revival of the Klan. Protestant helped to organize this in Atlanta, Georgia. And this movement was inspired by a romantic view of the Old South by Thomas Dixon, <clears throat> 1905 book, The Klansman. D.W. Griffith's 1915 film, uh, The Birth of a Nation, Second Generation Klan, where anti-black and Catholics, Jews, foreigners, and organized labor. This resulted in a surge of immigration fears of communist takeover. Russia and U.S. and burning crosses became their symbol. This was what the Klan did. They would burn crosses on people's property. And in 1920, their strength was about 4 million nationwide. The Birth of a Nation by D.W. Griffiths was an epic film of the Civil War and Reconstruction. The Klan was depicted as a valiant saviors of the post-war South. Their help to rekindle the KKK, the film also charged, charged that Jim Crow's narrative was adopted this time. There was a mess of prejudice at this time about immigration. Birth of the Nation played Reconstruction as catastrophic. This film prevented also radical Republicans as encouraging them for equality. Black people in the film were represented as uncouth, inferior, and predators of white women. Well, during the Great Depression, I don't know why the hell they'd call it a Great Depression. There's nothing great about people going hungry and not being able to eat and have a job. Anyways, the Great Depression depleted the Klan temporarily and disbanded. they were disbanded in 1944. 1960 civil rights movements saw the resurgence of the Klan. Bombings, shootings of black and white activists turned to the Klan and helped win support for civil rights. Billie Holiday sang a song that represented the plight of the blacks in the South. The song was called The Strange Fruit Hanging from the, the Popular Trees. 1965, Lyndon Johnson condemns the Klan. 1970, the Klan became associated with other right-wing extremist groups. As of 2016, the Anti-Defamation League estimated that there were at least 3,000 Ku Klux Klan. However, Southern Poverty Law Center estimated that the Klan at about 6,000. Only two states in the United States celebrate Martin Luther King and Robert E. Lee birth on the same day. April the 26, 2018, a new memorial museum in Montgomery, Alabama, 
open and is to confront its own history of slavery and and the Jim Crow laws that ruled at that time. The National Memorial for Peace and Justice. This is a, an outdoor structure. There are about 800 monuments, each representing the U.S. counties where lynchings occurred. These victims of all these lynchings are named also. There are more than 4,400 victims who are remembered. And this is something that's very important. Why should we go around judging people by their race, their different ethnicity? So what? Let's judge them by their character, not by the color of their, their way their eyes are, the color of their skin, because they speak a different language than what we do. Well, if they do, learn their goddamn language, for crying out loud. It's not going to kill you because it adds to your own culture. We need to have immigration. We need to have it. But it's ridiculous when people go around getting and being prejudiced against other people by their skin, their eyes, or whatever, all right? Or because they're different than what they are. Well, that's too damn bad. This is the way the world is made. Accept it, live it, lump it if you don't like it.